Hi, I'm Alex. And I'm Ellen. And you're listening to our podcast, Uniquely Portable Magic, where we talk about all things books. This week, we are talking about Ruin and Rising by Lee Bardugo. It is the third and final book in the Shadow and Bone trilogy. And it follows uh, Alina and her sort of final steps into sainthood, I guess you could say. And it's the culmination of of her part of the story. Um, And I think it definitely leaves some things open for some additional stories in the future. And there are more books, so tune in, not in the series, but in the world. So tune in for those. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was just amazing. And I loved it so much. How about you? (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was great. It was definitely my favorite book of the three so mm. I, I really enjoyed this one a lot. Um, so this is save that for our series wrap. <laughs> Sorry, I can see it more than once. Never. So this is the part of our episode where we provide our spoiler alert. We will be talking mm-hmm. in depth about this book, um, as well as possibly referencing the two other earlier books of the series. So if you haven't read them and care about spoilers, then please pause here read the books come back and listen because we mm-hmm. love to have you mm-hmm. um so with that said your oh my gosh spoiler alert has been provided beware yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> have lightly. been alerted you have been alerted to the spoilers um okay well i guess with that being said alex did you have a favorite character in, in this favorite book of yours uh, yeah, Nikolai was my favorite character. <laughs> Obviously, if you, if you didn't have an inkling that that's who my favorite character is, um, I don't know if we could be best friends. Because <laughs> um, I think that was pretty obvious to me that that's who um, my favorite character is, just because I love his humor, his outlook on life, his... Um, honor and responsibility and um, ingenuity and playfulness yet at the same time very you know serious um, again responsible I don't know he was just he's just great <laughs> yeah he's he's pretty amazing <laughs> And just, just Nikolai? Uh, yes. You finally abandoned Mal? No, no, I still, <laughs> um, just because Nikolai was my favorite character doesn't mean that I thought that I they should was... end up together. I was I became you. more definitive in my Mal and Alina standing. Oh, I wasn't talking about this, that at all. In this, oh, what were you, oh. Just... I just, because, because Mal has been your favorite character, I think in both of the other ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although I might be, I might be wrong about the second book, but for sure the first remember. book. For some reason, I, th- I'm remembering that Nikolai was a favorite of mine. I mean, it's certainly possible. Who knows? We'll have to re- yeah. listen to the episode that we recorded. <laughs> our own, remember. our own episode. Yeah, uh, it's um, fine. I don't remember my own yeah. thoughts. That's fine. Whatever. Obviously. Apparently, I was not listening to you, so that's fine. <laughs> What about you? So I had two. 
Okay. Unsurprisingly, I couldn't pick. Um, it should surprise no one that Nikolai was one of them um, for all of the reasons that you said. Um, and I just, I love him <laughs> for everything that you said. And then um, my homegirl, Alina, I've loved her from the start and um, God, I was so glad she didn't die. I was so worried <laughs> that she, I mean, that she didn't for real die. I mean, I guess, right, technically she, to the world, they think right. she's dead. But That's true. Oh, so I guess both of us were kind of right in our predictions based on the dedication. Yeah. Well, we can we can talk about that later. Okay. I'm just kidding. I'm jumping um, on. No. <laughs> um, but, you know, I just loved that she... Um, I don't know. I've just loved her since the beginning and I loved that she, um, was able to take the power she had and, um, and not be a monster, (laughs) right? Like I know in the second book you were really worried about it and I hadn't been so worried about it. And then after doing the podcast with you, I became very worried yeah, about it. Yeah, I'm sorry. It. I'm sorry that my fear, I, gave, I spread my fears to you. Uh, um, yeah, I think one of the reasons... And then I felt why... bad for, and then I felt bad for doubting my, my girl. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I provided you with those doubts. Yeah, you should be. Um, I have to say, I think Alina is one of the reasons why I liked this book in particular so much. I think I found it kind of hard to connect with her as okay. a character in the previous two books. Um, but in this one, I felt more of that connection mm-hmm. and was able to enjoy more of her character. Sure. Um, which, since she is the main character, <laughs> that makes enjoying the book a little, a little bit. bit more. Yeah, absolutely. Um so, did you have a favorite? Fav- <laughs> did you have a favorite part? Um, I did indeed have a favorite part, and great. it had to do with my favorite character. Weird. Um, I know, crazy how that works, right? <laughs> so, my favorite part is when they are captured by the militiamen, and <laughs> it's just so great. So quintessentially Nikolai that you just start hearing like, oh, yeah, what about Nikolai? Oh, he's so great. I've heard he's so handsome. Like, you know, like all these just like. And he's so good at, he's such a good shot. And he's, (laughs) right? And like at first, at first you don't, like at first I didn't realize it. At first I was like. Oh, right away. I didn't catch on until like. One of the more ridiculous um, one- comments was made. Right I, I was really right slow away, to catch on to that. Right away, I was like, why would they be? And I was like, it's Nikolai. <laughs> I, I was, was like, a little I was a little slow to the party, but um, <laughs> I just, I loved that. I loved his entrance and that she starts saying impossible and Mal cuts her off and is like, don't even... Because that's that's one of the big things about his outlook on life is nothing is impossible. It's right. improbable, which Correct. is such a refreshing and very different way 
to look at things, then that's like very different than my worldview. Um, correct. Which is I mean, uh, correct. <laughs> correct. It is very like, different. All right, Alex, you think everything is impossible and never do anything. Look at you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh. So I loved that you got to see his like point of view that he's really instilled into them she's like oh my god it's impossible and mal's like don't even don't even try that yeah it was so funny such a great rescue he like barely has anyone like he's like yeah i'm not really sure that this is gonna work and like we should probably start running now <laughs> like you know like it, it it was thought out but not fully thought out and oh it's just so great mm-hmm. absolutely oh my god i i even have a note i'm like in all capital letters, Nikolai! And then I'm like, what an entrance. (laughs) (laughs) I love a good entrance. I really do. I mean, how can you not? Um, uh, Yes. So, you, good pick. Good choice. Good choice. (laughs) Thanks. So, I think if we're being technical, I have one favorite part. Okay. But I have some cheater ones that I just want to say are also my favorite parts. One of them being Nikolai. <laughs> he is, he is he's, your favorite part. <laughs> he is one of my favorite parts of all of the parts that he's in. So basically, um, anytime you see him in the book, it's a favorite part of yours. Basically. I mean, <laughs> almost. Um, and this has just become, I've just become my own Nikolai fan page. So like, then it's, it's really good that we're probably <laughs> seeing him in one of the duologies that we're reading if mm-hmm. it is based on the same Nikolai unless there's another right. Nikolai. That... Well, I think it I think it is, right? So the first book in that duology is called King of Scars and that's what they call him <gasps> at the yes. end of the book. Oh my god, I didn't even uh-huh. make that connection cuz I forgot what that book was titled. Oh <laughs> gosh. I so I think so I think excited. we're not done. I think we're not done with my our wonderful so Nikolai. Oh, oh, yes. Um can we just skip the next books that we're going to read. Go no, because I think <laughs> I think we might need to know that those. I think books. we have to read them in the order that they're supposed to be read. What? Right, right. Oh, Weird, oh. I know. Oh. Um, and so that's sort of one of my cheater ones. And then one of my other cheater ones is, um, when Mal and Alina are talking about, like what could have been if she had, um. Uh, discovered her powers when she was young. Okay. And I just thought it was, I just thought it was so cute. Like, their banter was adorable. Like, I loved that it was them, like, reconnecting with each other. Um, I loved the, like, just, it was just so funny. And I was just like, I can't not mention it. Like, (laughs) um, but the technical favorite part for me Uh is also... (laughs) one of the parts where I was sobbing so hard um, is after she or Mal helps her stab him oh. and um, and then everybody else gets part of her power. Like that was just, I had chills and she takes down the Darkling and like just that whole part and then they bring him back and I'm like, oh thank God. I know, but then at the same time, I was like, "How can you bring him back? He was dead, and you're not using magic like the the simple science." Is that what it is called? No, it's n- the simple science. No, um, it's the small science, small science is what they call there it. We go. Um, um, yeah, she's using you more. Shouldn't be more able zoves. to do that. No, she doesn't use that on him though. Um, she doesn't Isn't bring that what- him back. 
the one of the twins does just no i know but that's what i'm saying that's what they're using isn't it no they don't have they don't know how to use mersost or whatever like that's oh i just assumed i just assumed that they also got part of her power and that's what they were no the only um only the non-grisha were given her power oh yeah i did know that that was the whole (laughs) point of um well yeah it's the the humans without power getting her powers well well yeah i did actually know i did actually know that fully understand how they brought him back and i was girl don't question it confused (laughs) by it slash definitely questioned it but then just accepted it except i'm still questioning it Mm-hmm. so yeah i, I have mm-hmm. some feelings about that um okay but yeah that part was amazing so many things i didn't see coming like her not having the power anymore didn't see that <gasps> coming when that first happened after she had killed him and i was like no i was like she, like she oh. killed him for nothing and then it's i know not nothing because she gives her power to other people who you know, get this gift. Um, And then I love that she kills the Darkling powerless because it just shows that you don't have to be someone special to do something like that. Or you are special even without, you know, and you're strong and you're capable even without this, like, extra magical, you know, whatever quality. And you can just be what's considered, like, a normal no one and still... yeah do amazing things and accomplish I like that you're feats. I like that you're describing why I loved my favorite part oh yeah sorry <laughs> please talk <laughs> this isn't a discussion you're supposed to be telling me why it's your favorite part I just took over <laughs> no I'm leaving it that those are all the reasons that I loved that part I'm so, so sorry oh my god do we need to stop and re-record this so you can actually tell me oh my god no we are definitely not that is <laughs> Oh my god, I'm terrible. No, you're not. Oh, do you want to tell me? Um, do you, you want to just take over the favorite quote <laughs> section and like tell me my favorite quotes and why I loved them? Oh my gosh. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just got really excited. Apparently, that's okay. That's why I didn't stop you sooner. And the funny thing is, is those are all the reasons why it was my favorite part. So, I mean, I hope I put it eloquently, at least whatever <laughs> oh, oh. oh my god i love it Whoops. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh so you have nothing else to say about your favorite part that i just stole <laughs> not really no you can't steal it you can just join me in it okay oh, oh my god that was hilarious oh. okay <laughs> Okay, Alex, <laughs> did you have a favorite quote? So I had two. Okay. Um, one of them I loved because I thought it was just hilarious. Um, obviously, Nikolai says it. <laughs> because well, obviously. He provides the majority of the humor in this book. Um, and I'm trying to remember... Where exactly in... So I think this is... Is that a hardcover version of this book? (gasps) What? From the library. 
<gasps> I'm so sad. I could only find paper. I mean, I love the paperback versions, but you know me in hardcovers. It is. Yeah, I don't know. What? Um, <laughs> as a as a side, <laughs> sorry for the tangent, everybody. <laughs> okay, so I think this is after they have reunited and Nikolai saves them and mm-hmm. they're like updating each other on how they survived and like what's okay. happened and stuff. And yeah, um, so she's telling him about darkling and how she's planning on using Mirzost to create like soldiers of light and he's like are you sure that's a good idea and she just says i'm gonna i'll pay the price like whatever it is i'll pay it um and nikolai just says like okay then and she's like wait what no no like you're what and mm-hmm. his response is and this is my favorite quote saints alina I hope you weren't looking to me to be the voice of reason. I keep a strict diet of ill-advised enthusiasm and heartfelt regret. (laughs) Yes, I have a note later on about that, about just that whole part. Oh my gosh. It's like, really? A strict diet of ill-advised enthusiasm and heartfelt regret? (laughs) Who even is this person? I don't know, but I love him so much. I know, me too. It's like, so different than like how my brain is wired and how I like it's 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 hard for me to comprehend but I think that's one of the reasons why I I love it because it's just so opposite of me and Mm -hmm. very refreshing and I get it mm -hmm. um so then my other favorite quote is actually the final sentence of the book on the very last page and it's in the what is it the the after section yeah how they always have a before and after section and that's describing the story of the boy and the girl right um so it's describing the boy and the girl and the author says or just the book says they had an ordinary life full of ordinary things if love can ever be called that. Yeah. I was just like, oh. Like, I, I really loved the ending of this book. Like, I was so satisfied by it. And I find that's often not the case for me. Like, I, there's usually, you know, something that I'm just like, no. Um, or something that didn't kind of come together as I hoped it would. Yeah. But I was, I was so surprised by how satisfied I was by the ending of this book. And especially the very end where they just gave me that really good reminder of, like, an application to my life and to the real world in that, like, I I don't have to always strive for greatness or for what I consider to be success and, like, push myself in all things. Like, I can have what would be considered a, quote, ordinary life as long as there's love in it, right? Mm-hmm. As long as I love my family, love my friends, you know, have a partner whom I love who can share that life with me. Those people and those relationships are what matter the most. Correct. And that was just because I tend to 
I tend to forget that. No, that's not true. I don't forget that because that is, you know, a huge value of mine and part of my life. But sometimes I end up kind of getting sucked into being concerned about, you know, quote unquote success and being successful because then, you know, I'm not worthy or whatever. And what will people think of me and right that kind of thing instead of not worrying about that I definitely worry about that too much so the fact that the book ended on that and then I just started you know having my own not realizations but just reminding myself of things that I need to be reminded of on top of the fact that I also really loved how the book ended in general like the story to have it end on that for me yeah just I loved it made it a favorite quote of mine okay okay yes how about you how many favorite quotes did you have three i think i've been at a pretty steady three Mm -hmm. for a little while now so i'm on a roll look at that um so my first quote um gave me goosebumps i was just like Mm. oh my gosh um and it also falls into um one of my favorite quote categories, <laughs> which is a female character realizing her own strength mm-hmm. and power. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's what Genya whispered to the king when she, <gasps> yes. um, I am not ruined, I am ruination. And I was like, oh, oh my bum, bum, God. Bum, bum, bum. You go. I was like, <laughs> oh my God. I, I had like chills. I was, yeah, I was... Yeah. Oh, I was so ready for it. That is such a um, great quote category. I know, right? <laughs> you know me, I do. Most of my quotes fall into like four-ish mm-hmm. categories, you know? So um, my next one is um, uh, Bagra says it. And um, I just loved the blunt truth of it. Okay. Um, more than anything. Um, and she is talking, she's talking to um, Alina about Sergei's like suffering and like why she sent him home or sent him away. And um, Alina was like, you know, he was suffering. And, and Bagra says to her, suffering is cheap as clay and twice as common. What matters is what each man makes of it. And I was like, yeah, right? Because Unfortunately, in that world, in this world, you know, people have sometimes have shitty lives and some people's lives are shittier than others. And some people can deal with the <laughs> shittiness better than other people. Um, but really what matters is what you make of your life. Right. Um, so I just like I said, I just loved how true it was and, uh-huh. and blunt and in that magical <laughs> Bagra fashion. Yes. <laughs> um, and then my last quote is much farther into the book. Okay. And it's Mal talking to Alina about sharing the burden. Um, and he says to her, you move fall- forward and when you falter, you get up. And when you can't, you let us carry you. You let me carry you. And first of all, I loved it because I loved that it was 
um, again, another moment of them reconnecting and them coming back to each other. Um, and um, I also loved it because um, it's it's definitely a good reminder for me <laughs> as someone who loves to help other people, but kind of hates asking for help or letting other people help her. <laughs> um, that sometimes that's what you need to do in life is to let people help you. Now, am I ready to change anything about it? Probably not yet. <laughs> but a nice good reminder to get me moving in the right direction yeah, at the very I mean, least. What is it? Recognition of the problem is the first step, right? Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> um, but I just loved it. And of course, I was like, on the verge of bawling and it was just, I loved it so much, Alex. (laughs) Yeah, that was Um, definitely, um, I think that was one of the things that really helped me connect with Alina this time around was, um, I find that I do that often too. Cause we're not, we're not similar in any way or anything like that. Don't have similar issues. Uh, Not at all. Um, (laughs) Yeah, we would I, never that I don't lean on people enough um which sounds like a weird thing to think of as a problem but it is because it creates unequal relationships and yeah. can be detrimental in terms of people not thinking that they're you know, worthy of you leaning on them and you know like it's not just that me not letting other people help me, you know, is a detriment to myself, but it's also a detriment to my relationships and being closer to people. And yeah, um, I definitely saw that multiple times in this book and was reminded similarly to you, especially with that, that instance that you just mentioned as your favorite quote. Um, and it's funny, actually, because I had had a conversation a couple of days before I started reading this book and like really had a negative spiral like for a good 24 hours where um I was just like freaking out about my relationships and how I wasn't a good friend and how I didn't lean on people enough and like how I very quick as a very quick side note I'm I'm sitting over here as someone who likes to help other people, and I'm like, how dare she not tell me she was having these feelings? I could have helped her. <laughs> but that's the whole point of what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I was going to call you, but then I ended up um, talking with my sister because it was her birthday, and she kind of, like, talked me off the ledge. And so then I was Got like, it. oh, okay, I don't need to. But you were literally going to be my next call. Okay, um, good. So don't you that worry. You I, do, okay. I do lean on you, and I do... I, yeah, it's it's not even the leaning on, it's the opening up to yeah. and letting other people in and being vulnerable. Ugh. I'm terrible at being Why is that so hard? Why uh, is that so hard? So apparently I'm okay with sharing all of this with strangers, which is in turn being vulnerable. So maybe I'm getting better at it. Um, yeah, you gotta start somewhere. Yeah, so that definitely in this book hit me multiple times. I think because it was so fresh in my mind um, from like sure breaking down about it oh that very yeah. topic so i i think that was another reason why i liked this book so much um where i was sure. struggling a little bit to get into the story with the first two books um that's not the case with this one 
Yeah. Like, I'm super excited to read the next books that we're going to be reading with her. Oh, yeah. Me too. Mm-hmm. It'll be... I'm so excited. It'll be but, grand. <laughs> okay. So now that I've gotten us off on a tangent, um, can we start our with our podcast. notes and talk about and congratulate me in the fact that I actually read the dedication this time? I know. Time. I'm so proud of you. So I... When I read the dedication, which... To anybody who didn't read it, it just says, For my father, Harvey, or Harv. I think it's Harvey, H A R V E. But it could be Harv. I don't know. Um, sometimes our heroes don't make it to the end. And so I read that and I flipped out and I was like, Okay, oh especially after you got me all freaked out and scared about. <laughs> About Alina, I was like, oh my god, she's gonna die, she's gonna die, she's gonna die, she's gonna be dead, she's gonna. I'm like, I'm not even, why would I ever read this book? I don't wanna read this book, I don't want her to die. Like, I spiraled so badly. (laughs) And then you texted me and you were like, I read the dedication, and I was like, good, are you as freaked out as I? (laughs) Oh yeah, oh yeah, I was super freaked out by it, but we had completely different feelings. You were like, oh my god, Alina, it's it's her, because what, like, it says, like, the saint is, um, what is, oh, mm-hmm. you know, you were highlighted looking at the, the cover, back. and it was highlighted, and yep. you're like, oh my god, she's a saint, to be a saint, you have to die, and oh my, that's, it's gonna be her. Whereas for me, for some reason, that didn't even cross my mind, um, I completely forgot about the saint thing. I thought it was gonna be Mal. Oh. For some reason, I couldn't tell you why i thought that it was just like an initial gut reaction and it turns out that we were both right and both wrong because they both did like kind of technically well he for real died for real died but thank god he came back Um, she she fake died yeah so and i guess if i had to pick for real die or fake die (laughs) i would choose fake dying any day (laughs) right I, i would much rather fake die um what odd um, yeah, but I was, for this whole book, like, the closer and closer I got to the end, I was like, <sighs> there was so much anxiety in myself. Yeah, for me, when we find out what he is, I was just like, no. No, 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 this can't be it. But then I was, like, kind of slowly realizing that oh my god she is actually going to kill him like he's going to die like this is going to happen oh my god i was right i'm never right why am i right this time (laughs) right you were like why is this the time that i have to be right right um uh, i just yeah so it's actually really funny and we can of course pop back and forth and whatever. But it, I I wanted to go back to, you were talking about how satisfied you were with the ending. Mm-hmm. And I was too, for the most part. But as you know, I have this issue of um, people who don't die, but it seems unlikely that they'll see each other again, right? Mm-hmm. Or improbable. Okay. <laughs> as our dear Nikolai would say. Um, and that's how I felt at the end of the book with Alina and Nikolai, right? She gets to see him that one time, but I'm worried. I don't know for sure, because we, of course, haven't read the other ones. Like, I don't know if this is 
but I'm worried that it's one of those situations and I just love their friendship and their like everything but I just I'm just so worried that they're never gonna see each other again oh see (sighs) I took the ending in a completely different way like the fact that they had a visit from him relatively soon after he was already king and they also had visits from their Grisha friends makes me think that they're going to get visited by them. Oh, he went to visit them too? I yeah. thought it was just the I thought she went to visit him at the capital. She did? Yeah, remember she goes and she and the twin she gets the twins and then Tolia's like, "It's my sister." And then Tamara and then Tamara's like, really, you're gonna call her our sister? Like she looks nothing like us. Um What the what the heck did I read? <laughs> I have no like, idea. I need to reread this the whole after part right now because the parents... Oh it's not oh it's not in the after part, it's in the book part of it. Oh, 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 oh. No, I'm I'm thinking about um the after part when they get married and they move to back to run the orphanage right and they get a visit from um well they get gifts from him yeah like gifts they had I... they had friends in high places um they got and then once a man arrived with a fleet of toy boats that the children launched on the creek in a miniature regatta, the teachers noted that the stranger was young and handsome with golden hair and hazel eyes, but mostly, most definitely odd. He stayed late to dinner and never once removed his gloves. Who has scars mm-hmm. on his hands? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's Nikolai. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> you didn't, you didn't. <laughs> I apparently did not pick. I, can I, Okay. <sighs> confession time Ellen was pretty much sobbing through all of these pages oh, okay <laughs> so a few things might have slipped <laughs> yeah Nikolai um, visits them so my assumption is that that won't be just a one off thing well I- I'm worried that he's king now right and like I just but anyways mostly I'm like you, I'm super satisfied with how it ended. I just want to, I just want to make sure that all of my book babies are okay and they get to see each other and that they aren't lonely and all of that. Okay. <laughs> the end. Okay. No, just kidding. Um. <laughs> um. So now that I talked about that. Can I tell you, I spent all of the book leading up to when Nikolai makes his entrance, right? Which in the paperback version is 119 pages into the book. Every little snippet of something, I was like, is that Nikolai? Is that Nikolai? Is that Nikolai? (laughs) Because I just love him so much, right? So like even on page two of the paperback book, they, um, I think it's in the before um, and it mentions, um, like the prince of the air mm-hmm. and I'm like, 
That's Nick. I wrote, I was like, in my note, I wrote, the Prince of Air has to be Nikolai. And then I'm like, it's like, dot, dot, dot. Right? <laughs> I So I'm glad you have that in your notes because I literally did the same thing. I was like, thank goodness Nikolai is alive, a.k.a. We just hear rumors of him, but that's enough for me to believe yes, that that's sure. real and mm-hmm. the rumors have to be true. And then when they were I was the like tu- holding on yeah. to that desperately. <laughs> oh my God, same. And then when they were in the tunnels and they were escaping and they had that weird batch of explosions, I was like, Nikolai, he's up there. He's bombing something. He's, <laughs> he's, it's Nikolai. <laughs> oh yeah. To me, I wasn't, I never really determined if that was like random like malthought or what I think it was I think it happened to be random but I I have decided that it was Oh okay. Because that's what the prince of air was doing, right? Like mm-hmm. that was like he was wreaking a little bit of havoc. Mm-hmm. Um so I just I've decided gotcha. <laughs> whether or not I'm right about it. I've decided that that's um accurate. Okay. Um cool. Can... Did this book Oh sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, did this book seem funnier to you than the other ones? Um. Like, was there, like. I'm trying to think. Again, I think Nikolai brings the majority of the humor. Like, yes, there is humorous banter between Mal and Alina throughout this series. But uh, to me, the majority of the humor surrounds Nikolai. Oh, interesting. You don't, that's not what you associate? Well, I mean, I certainly, of course, there's much, there's much humor around Nikolai. I don't know what the hell I'm saying anymore. Um, But I noticed, and I think it's because she's interacting more with people that are her own age, right? Oh. But I noticed that their little band of whatever we want to call them, misfits <laughs> grisha whatever her little inner circle or whatever um that's true they were sassier to each other yeah and i loved it i was here for it like i was um and i think that's part of why this book is also my favorite of yeah the <laughs> i guess i i didn't really um think about that until now but yes yeah, she doesn't she doesn't really have those types of closer relationships with anyone outside of Mal until this book. So it makes sense that they wouldn't have that kind of banter because she was still right. so much an outsider yeah. in the first two books that there wouldn't be anyone to have these kinds of right. conversations with yeah. at all. It, it's like even after like the first blast, like the blast that got her her powers back and whatever, and they were they're talking to she's like talking to all of them about like their plan and and they were like that was just sort of it like we were just hoping that we wouldn't just all die in the this collapse after the the blast and then david says it was a controlled blast the odds that the cave structure would hold were well above average and then genya says ah above average why didn't you just say so? oh my god david that was great the humor that Lee Bardugo incorporated around David's character was fantastic. I still can't get over just, I just, I still just can't get over it. And David. (sighs) 
Oh my gosh. Okay. Um. So speaking of that scene, um. Yeah. Can we talk about the Grisha and how I totally thought that the twins had betrayed her and were like <gasps> following did? the apparatus. Yeah. Like I like when that scene occurred and I realized mm-hmm. you realized that they were playing him and using their position to try to gain whatever power they could for their group and yeah. that they come with the rest of the Grisha to, with the gunpowder right. and everything. I just let out such like a huge breath of relief. <laughs> um because I was a little turned off by them when you find out that they are like some of the pilgrims and that they believe that she's actually the saint and like that's why they're following her and they kind of worship her and Mm. they did that all behind her back um so then i just very easily assumed that they were following the orders of the apparat um when Mm. you see them like with the training and he was giving them orders and they were in charge and that kind of thing so then when that scene happened where they have the gunpowder and try to break her free of him. Whew. <laughs> That's so funny because I was not as turned off about by it. I understood that um, what I understood about why they didn't tell her was that they saw how she felt about hmm. them. Or the, the people who were so faithful in her. And they didn't want her to feel... That, like, not that they should have kept it a secret. Like, yes, they should have told her. But I do understand that to them, they didn't want that to affect the fact that they could protect her. And that they could be, hmm. like, you know. So, when that happened, I was... At first, I had a little twinge of, like, oh, shit. And then I was like, no, like, um, but my worry wasn't that they had betrayed her so much as they, um, like my twinge came from, oh, they just believe what the app, like, not that they've betrayed her, but that they are believing the things that he had been saying about her, right? Like mm-hmm. she was too weak. She was, you know, like all of that stuff gotcha if that makes sense okay so Mm -hmm. um so i just go ahead i guess is the next thing that you're going to say still related to that scene where no okay so i'm just chuckling at myself because i just have a note that says page 65 and i have no idea what the hell that means so okay well if you want to try to figure out what that means i'm gonna go ahead and um (laughs) yes continue on um with one of my thoughts about that scene with um so there were multiple times where I just kept questioning what was happening with Mal like you know I don't remember if it was from the first book or the second book that I was like there has to be some kind of magic related to his tracking yeah and, and you said that in the second book for yeah sure. and um in that scene when they, 
use the gunpowder to get her some light so she can finally Mm -hmm. call her power, she asks him, like, how were you certain you could hit that without, like, hurting anyone? Mm -hmm. And he said that he had David put a bug in A beetle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because he knew exactly where that was so he could hit it for sure. And I was like, okay, so... Mal can just sense where any living creature is. Like, what? Like, the fact that he knew if he had that, he could hit it no matter what. Like, what is... Like, I was just like, there is some kind of magical something here. Like, you just definitively told me that this is more than... Oh, for sure. You know. That's um, actually really funny that you say that because that's on page 65. It's not what I put page 65 (laughs) about. But that's hilarious that you say that because... That's really funny. But yes, I had that same thought when he said that. I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, hold up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, this is, this is, I of course had no idea what the magic really was. But I was like, there's definitely something more to him. Mm -hmm. Um, I put page 65 down because of this little interchange. Um, He talks to her about the shadows that she had, you know, and he's like, how did you do that? And she explains that she does have a tiny bit of the Darkling's power. Um, and he's like, can you do more than that? And she's like, no, I can I can barely do anything. Um, and then he goes, it's something you took from him, he said. <laughs> I won't say a word, but you shouldn't hide it from the others. <laughs> and then she says, what if Nikolai's men aren't in Rayavost? Um, and he says... <laughs> You think I can track a giant mythic bird, but I can't locate one loudmouth prince? And I just, I just loved it. I was just like, but also the, that's so funny that she's so worried about that. And he's like, I'm sorry, you're trusting me to find something that we aren't even sure is a thing. Mm-hmm. But you don't trust me to help you find someone who we've met and we're pretty sure is still alive. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, am I not the, the best tracker the first army has ever seen? Right. Like, <laughs> have I not have helped a little, you? Have a little faith, Alina. Right, find the two, the first two amplifiers <laughs> who oh. we thought were just mythical creatures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Okay, <laughs> this is very embarrassing because it took me a very long time to understand this um, phrase, right? So, you know, she finds out that Mal has that tattoo on his back, right? And can I tell you, when I first read the saying and what it means in English, I had to read it so many times before I realized, <laughs> like, what it actually meant. Because I was like, I am, I am... I am become a blade. I am become a blade. And then I was like, oh, it's I am become a blade. Like, it's like fancy Shakespearean English. But oh my God, (laughs) until I had that realization, I was like, I was like, it's a typo. But then it would like pop up other places. And I was like, okay, it can't possibly be a typo that many times, Mm -hmm. right? And I was like, what the hell? And then finally so long after its first and then I was like oh shit of course (laughs) like 
oh my god, I was so embarrassed, so I figured I'd share it with nice strangers. Well, I mean, it's not <laughs> what would be considered proper English today. Like it doesn't right. it doesn't make sense in our current English language. So definitely, I read me enough off Shakespeare. Too. I read enough Shakespeare to, to that I should have figured it out, though. Like, <laughs> I mean, it definitely threw me for a loop the first time I read it. I had to read it a couple times and be like, this doesn't, oh, okay, this is not, like, yeah. it, it makes sense, but it's not written in English as I, I know it. But, um, yeah, I wasn't. No, it took me so long. So long. It's like, have I ever told you this story? So, you know the joke that was, like, super common when we were younger? Like, why was six afraid of seven? Because seven, eight, nine, mm-hmm. right? for the longest time I could, I didn't figure out that it's like a homophone joke. Right. Cause I was only ever thinking of it as E I G H T for eight, right? Not A T E. Right. And so the longest time people would tell that joke and everybody would laugh and I would laugh. Like I knew what the hell they were talking about and I never did. And then one day I was <laughs> at my dad's house and I was washing the dishes with my sister and I said it to her for, and it was the first time I had said it out loud. And then it all clicked. <laughs> and then I should, you not, I laughed for like 10 minutes. <laughs> like I was like crying. I was cracking up. She was like, why are you such why? an idiot? Like, like this is not that funny of a joke. Like <laughs> It's not that funny of a joke. And I, but I was laughing so hard. I couldn't explain it to her. Until I was done, like, processing the feeling. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I, <laughs> And then, of course, when I did, she understood why it was so funny. But that's how I felt with this. I was, like, but when I finally figured it out, I was like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> oh, my it's God. It's just one of those things. Um, I <sighs> do have to tell you, though, you are not alone in laughing at a joke that you didn't get. Because I have done that multiple times. Okay, well, now you have to tell me one. Well, I mean, I don't remember what it was. You can't tease me with something like that and then not have an example. I do, I don't. I just I know that that's happened to me before. <laughs> that I've definitely like laughed at a joke, but like not understood. Like if there was a specific reference in the joke yeah. that I didn't know or whatever. Um, so don't you worry. <laughs> You're not alone in that. Okay, fine. Um. Do you know why I have a note that just says Nadia and her freckles? Uh. <laughs> Is that ringing? I mean, I'll go look at the page number. That's why I put page numbers, but I'm like, why? That is, I have no idea. I don't I either. No Let's clue. find out. Let's see if I can. It's right before. Oh, okay. So it's when they're walking. It's right before they um, get to the town where Tamar tries to see if she can find Nikolai at the post and before we find, before Nikolai finds them. Um, And they're walking and the twins are in the back and Mal is leading the way, right? Because he's the tracker. But then when people are lagging, he pops back and like helps bolster their energy um, and so 
he does it to Alina because he like she's falling behind. And so she says to him, I can tell what you're up to. And he's like, what's that? And she goes, you pop back when there's someone lagging and start up a conversation. You ask David about the properties of phosphor or Nadia about her freckles. And then Mal says, I have never asked Nadia about her freckles. And then Alina's like, or something. <laughs> um, and then he says, it seems to work better than jabbing them with a stick. And then Alina says, that's less fun. And he goes, well, my jabbing arm is tired. <laughs> Um, You're right. There is more humor in this book. Yeah. But I just loved, again, this is obviously a trend with a lot of the parts and quotes that I loved, is that it was just another step. Even if it was fleeting, right? It was just another step back towards normalcy for the two of them. Yeah. So, so actually, yeah. it's interesting that you bring this up because this wasn't my next note, but it was the one after that. Sure. That was a culmination of things, but really stood out to me in this scene where it's very apparent that Mal is just coming into his own Mm -hmm. and you see that he's such an amazing leader. Like he, when he was, you know, teaching the other soldiers fighting techniques against the Grisha when they were underground or, like you said, how he's coaxing people to keep up the pace, but doing it in a way that, again, isn't poking them with a stick, right? It's, right. He has all of these different forms of leadership and knows exactly which ones to use with which people, you know, when they were mm-hmm. bombed a little bit later after they were walking and he was just so sure calling out orders to which Grisha needed to do what in the situation. Mm-hmm. He was just like super calm under pressure. So it was really great to see that, but at the same time, to me, just made the fact that he kept pushing her away and saying that she needed someone who deserved her and was, like, good enough for her that much more frustrating to me. (laughs) Because I was like, okay, so you want her to be a queen, you don't think you're good enough for her, I'm just seeing so many examples of you being an incredible leader who could easily be her equal, if not a better leader than she is, and yet you think, like, you're not even giving her a chance because you think you can make this decision for her that she deserves someone. I I was so angry. (laughs) Like, so, so... um, Yeah. Excited to see all of these different aspects of him and see him coming into his own, like that's fantastic. And to be reminded that there are so many different ways to lead people. And it's not, and I think across the board, you see that throughout multiple characters, like you see, and I don't know if this was an intentional theme or not, but through Mal, Alina, Nikolai, the Darkling and the Apparat, you see so many different types of leadership and mm-hmm. how some of them work and some of them don't. Mm-hmm. Um, which is just really refreshing because I don't know that that's, especially for something in a young adult novel, mm-hmm. I don't know that like different ways of leading people and different ways of being a leader are something that is really brought to the forefront for like teens in our society right now for sure yeah 
So it was really great to see that. But then I also got really angry. Because I was like, <laughs> but you're so, like, don't you see all these great qualities about yourself? Like, it's. Yeah. Uh, um, absolutely. To everything that you just said. Um, it's really, so it's really funny because I'm looking at all of my notes pretty much from when Nikolai appears and it's pretty much for the most part like a Nikolai fan page (laughs) (laughs) um I accidentally didn't take as many notes as I would have wanted to have taken um because I was very drawn into the story Mm -hmm. and um it was very hard to pull myself back out of it um but I'm just like looking and it's like that note says something about Nikolai so does that one so does that one. Oh, that one too. Yep, that one. Like, I'm just looking at it. I'm like, geez, Ellen. Like, Oh, my gosh. That's fantastic. Well, um, so before oh, yeah, Nikolai, Before I talk all about Nikolai. Yes. I actually wanted to talk about the Darkling and how... I don't want to talk about him. No, I'm just kidding. Well, too bad. I'm going to make you... Fine. Um, <laughs> how she, before they go leave, she, like, goes into her room, closes the door, and goes and visits him like mm-hmm. he had done with her. Um, and I loved that she just kept him so off balance, mm-hmm. like, during that entire interaction. But I also was surprised by how I still got drawn in by their attraction to each other. <laughs> like, I shouldn't be surprised by that. Um, <laughs> because in the second book, like, I, I know, I think you were still kind of, like, op- more open to having some type of redemption for him. But I was so over it. At the, at the like, beginning. Oh, okay. And then very... I, th- I think I even had a note that I was like, it had happened even before it, the part where I made the note, but when I saw what he did to Genya, that was the last straw. Like, gotcha, okay. The really last right. straw. <laughs> so I was, I'm very against him, like, think he's horrible, no redeeming qualities, nothing, and then she goes and visits him, and... Like, there's, you know, still the attraction between them. And he's described, oh, the pretty gray eyes and the, the, the you know, the the pretty dark hair. And I was like, oh, <laughs> hmm, maybe I need to rethink this again. I'm like, yeah. no, Alex, no, don't fall well, for it. <laughs> so the interesting thing is, is like, so it's, it's easy to still feel some sympathy for him right because kind of like Bagra says right it, it's up to what every man does with their suffering right and the suffering that he faced was unfortunately sort of put on him by his mother mm-hmm. right in telling him that he had no equal he was alone blah 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 he he didn't have a Mal he didn't have a Nikolai he didn't have uh, uh, the twins and uh, um, the other ones <laughs> whose name I can't remember names I can't remember at the moment right but he didn't have 
a group of people to become a part of even, right? Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't even an option for him to become a part of something like it was for Alina. Um, And like, I think it's most evident in one of the later times when she visits him and he tells her his name, right? And like, um, and like, he hasn't told anybody his name in forever. And like, even that... Like, I was thinking about that because, like, even that simple thing, like, how distanced do you have to feel from people if they don't even use your name, mm-hmm. right? Like, they just call him the Darkling, and like, right? And it's been centuries, right? Now, does it excuse anything? No, because it's what you do with your suffering, right? But you can still feel sympathy for his suffering, right? Like, it's yeah. a weird... But mine wasn't sympathy. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, hey. Got it. Like, maybe okay. your attractiveness makes me see you in a better light than I should kind of Well, thing. can I tell you, you're definitely not alone. <laughs> because there is a group, there's many people, like I see it in various book communities. There are many people who are still a huge fan of the Darkling, so you're clearly not alone. And it's got to be something about his looks, because it's definitely not interesting, (laughs) because I'm not a fan of him at all. Um, My own, what, subconscious or emotions failed me a couple of times, mostly when (laughs) she went and visited him this way, because they had more, like, intimate... Um, conversations and you got uh, to see a different side of him and got more descriptions of him and and I was like okay right no Alex no what are you doing (laughs) get back to your senses come back (laughs) I think that's the point of it though right is because you know it's it's tempting Alina even a smidge too Mm -hmm. right like it's don't feel bad. Yeah. Maybe that's part <laughs> of it is that you do see her acknowledging like this attraction between them. Mm-hmm. Um which then later it's spelled out that it really is like their powers being drawn to each other versus mm-hmm. like their persons being drawn to each other. Yeah. Um but yeah, we'll say that that swayed me. Sure. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. Perfect. Okay. um yeah it um he's an interesting one right Mm because like um at the end of the first book for sure i was so ready for there to be an option for his redemption Mm -hmm. and then he just kept digging himself deeper and deeper and deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, there were many nails in the coffin, but the final one was after everything he had already done to Genya, mm-hmm. selling her to the queen, um, keeping her separate, blah, 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 using her time and time again, um, after doing all of that, and then still treating her like shit and letting his, I still can't pronounce their names. Nichev, Nichev, N- I don't know. <laughs> um, 
um, letting Nechevoya. I think I still don't even pronounce it. I just go, <laughs> right? Um, clearly, I can I tell you this whole book. I was trying so hard to be like Nechevoya. Ha ha! I was right. Um, because I was trying to because I didn't want to have to be like I don't know how to pronounce this, but I still don't fully know how to pronounce it. Um, but to let them bite her and attack her and to take out her eye and just. That was the the final, final nail in the coffin. <laughs> uh-huh. I um, wonder if he has something with eyes, like an eye fetish or something, because he also removed <laughs> Bagra's eyes as yeah. well. Um, yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, he's dead, so we can't ask him. <laughs> yeah, cause, like we would be able to ask him if he weren't dead. <laughs> yes. Duh, Alex. Come on. Um... I don't know what you're talking about. Of course we could. Um, But yeah, it just... um, I do like it, though, when the villain is a little sympathetic, right? Like, it's... It's it's kind of nice to, to... Nice, objectively. But it's... I find it more interesting. That's probably the better word for it. I just find it more interesting when... You waffle a little bit with the bad right. guy, right? Yeah. You find more of a connection. Yeah. Which makes you question everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why not? I mean, I like a little bit of mystery. Mm-hmm. Do you want to just talk about Nikolai for a little bit now? <laughs> we can do that. We can do that as long as we can um, come back to Bagra after we do that. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So we're just going to do some, like... We'll just do some rapid fire. What might? Because most of my notes are like little funny things he said. Blah blah blah, blah blah blah. Oh, so, okay. Is that is that what he said? Mm-hmm. He's so eloquent. So okay, <laughs> my first, my first one of the ones that we haven't talked about yet. It just says, "I just love Nikolai so much." Um, so that's super helpful. But it says page one thirty five. Okay, so, <clears throat> um, oh, so they've they've just gotten to. Um, the spinning wheel and they're going into the hangar and they see all the boats and mm-hmm. like right and um, it starts with impressive Mal said I shook my head in wonder how does he do it and then Nikolai shows up and he says you want to know my secret lots of money I'm very <laughs> rich right yeah and he <laughs> sneaks up behind them and he makes them both jump right and he goes I have a lot of money and then she rolls her eyes and he's like no really a lot of money um <laughs> and I just loved that. Um I thought that was and then, great too. Yeah. Uh the next one just says drooling. So that's on page 140. Let's see what that is. Um Oh, so Nikolai has invited uh Alina to eat with him and Mal and Mal declines. Mm-hmm. And um, he looks at, and Nikolai looks at Alina and he goes, should I be offended that he doesn't want to dine with us? I said an excellent table and I rarely drool. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I forgot. I remembered all of that except for the drooling part, which I don't yeah. know how I could have forgotten that because that's the funniest um, part. Or, of or right above that, Mal is thanking him for the rescue and <laughs> he goes, um, or he says, Nikolai says to Mal, he goes, it's good to see you or it's Ev. 
And the smile Mal returned was genuine. You too. Thanks for the rescue. Everyone needs a hobby. And then Mal says, I thought yours was preening. And then Nikolai says, two hobbies. (laughs) (sighs) Um, Yep. No, this one just says Nikolai with like four exclamation points. Like, seriously, I'm not kidding. My notes just turned into like a Nikolai fan page. Like, I'd be a little more embarrassed. He deserves the fan page. I mean, yeah. So this one just says Nikolai. Why does it say that, do you think? I don't know. Um, so it's it's Alina and Nikolai talking to each other. Oh, she's standing at sort of the edge of the um, balcony or whatever, mm-hmm. way up high in the sky, and she's thinking about the um, she's thinking about the Darkling. She's thinking about Bagra, um, and he sneaks up on her kind of, and he's like, if you're going to jump, at least give me time to compose a ballad in your honor. And he says something with lots of sad fiddle and a verse devoted to your love of herring. Cause of course we know she hates herring. Uh-huh. And uh, she says, if I wait, I may have to hear you sing it. <laughs> um, and then he says, I happen to have a more than passable baritone. And then of course my immediate thought was, I would, what does he sound like when he sings? <laughs> You're like, wait, he can sing? I want to hear. Because I, I like a good baritone. Uh-huh. Um, it just makes men more attractive if they're good singers. <laughs> right. And then he goes, and what's the rush? Is it my cologne? And she's like, you don't wear cologne. And then he says, I have such a naturally delightful scent that it seems like overkill. But if you have a penchant for it, I'll start. And then she says, no, thanks. Uh, and then he says, I shall obey you in all things, especially <laughs> after that demonstration. Because she chopped off the top of the mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he goes, anytime you want me to take my hat off, please ask. <laughs> um, and then he says, I have a gift for you. And she goes, is it the firebird? And he says, was that what you wanted? You should have told me sooner. <laughs> and then um, she quotes. And I just love that every time she quotes him in this book, he just goes, I love when you quote me. Uh-huh. I know. <laughs> I know. Oh, so good. And then he, and then this is probably my favorite part of this little thing. And he just says, console yourself knowing that should you ever punch me while wearing it, the emerald ring that he Mm -hmm. gave her, you'll probably take my eye out. And I'd very much like you to wear it. That is not punch me. (laughs) (laughs) And I just, I just love him so much. Um, And then he is talking later on this page about how the party, right, which is Right, his last birthday party was where shit really hit the fan. And he goes, it's not my worst birthday party. <laughs> um, <laughs> and she goes, no. And he goes, when I was 10, my parents hired a clown. And I wrote in my notes, Nikolai, I hate clowns too. <laughs> Obviously, you were meant to be. I mean, me and a fictional character, absolutely. Um, and then my other Nikolai... Um, Notes are not as fun. Because <laughs> uh, it gets... Because shit gets real. Because shit gets really real. So we can either talk about that or we can go back to Bagra. Because I do have one note about Bagra. Yeah. Um, can we talk about Bagra first and then we can go into... Everything that happens at the end. That happened. Yeah. yeah. Um, so 
in one of the instances where Alina is talking to Bagra at the spinning wheel. Mm-hmm. Oh, excuse me. Oh, my goodness. Pull yourself together. Take too much longer. It's getting close to my bedtime. Uh-huh. You are it's... a girl. Now pull yourself together. <laughs> it's literally nine o'clock and I'm already like, bed. Um, <laughs> so... I can't remember if it was her and Mal or her and Nikolai, or maybe it was just her and Bagra were speaking, and... Her as in Alina? Yes, her as in Alina, and okay. Alina gets pulled away before <gasps> Bagra this is my note too. can um, finish what she's saying. Yes. And so, one, did she know Morozova? because like it was kind of implied and Alina questioned whether she somehow knew her but the real thing that left us hanging was she was going to say that Mal sounded like someone yes I my note literally says in all capital Bagra he sounds like what (laughs) like she could hear me I'm thinking it was either he sounded like her dad or her sister um, right. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Because, but of course, at that point in time, I was so I was like, no. I know <laughs> it was one of those instances where, I mean, at least now it's been resolved, so you know. Unlike in yeah. a couple of other books, um, where I think we've talked about this, where like someone's going to say something, it's going to be really critical, really important. And then something happens, so they it. get cut off, like, mid-sentence, mm-hmm. and then you never know what was going to be said. Exactly. Um, in this instance, we still don't know what what was going to be said, but it's kind of, we can figure out. After we what, find out later. Right. right you right, can sort of, right. exactly. Whereas I don't think that happened um, in some of the other books that we were talking about. But, um, did you... Like, as she was finally describing her relationship with Morozova, and that she was his daughter, um, did you have any inkling, like, what her relationship was going to be with him? Because at first, I thought that she was going to be his wife, Mm. and the Darkling was going to be his son. Got it. Because we never really knew about her powers, so I was like, oh, it, it kind of makes sense that, like, she could have learned all this stuff from Morozova, and so that's how she can teach Grisha. Um, mm-hmm. But obviously that was not the case, because she... So I, in this, in the... I guess it must have really been in the first book, because she's in the second book, but barely, right? Like, we don't see her very much in the second book at all. Mm-hmm. Um... But I keep thinking it's in the second book, so it must have been in the second book. I had a thought, like, oh, I wonder if she's, like, a descendant of his, right? So, like, mm-hmm. and I and I thought, um, and I, but I thought that it, she would be a, a, a close enough descendant that she would have known him and learned from him. Because mm-hmm. she knew so much about him, right? right. And so I was like... So my thought was maybe kid, maybe grandkid, right? Mm, like, okay. but like I had, I had a thought that because we had had the big revelation, I don't know why I thought that this was the case. I'm kind of glad I did because it turned out to be relatively right. Mm-hmm. 
But because we found out that he was, that the Darkling was her son, I thought it was going to be a lot if he was also Morozova's son. Mm, right? Gotcha. Okay. So I fig I just had this thought that like, oh, maybe she's descended from Morozova and then the Darkling. And that's also why he's so obsessed with him. Right? And so that was sort of my thought process. And I can't tell you why, except for I'm glad that it was. Because <laughs> you were right. Because I was, well, that I was she close. Is yeah. His daughter. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Which. Um, but yeah, when it was finally revealed, I was like, oh, shit. And then, like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. I was so mad. So she, right, she tells the story. She tells the story of accidentally killing her sister. Um, and my heart just shattered. Like, because top, because little kids throw temper tantrums all the time, right? And, like, to have that much power at such a tiny age, like, oh, my God, that's just awful. And then I was so furious at the villagers for, for, I under, I could understand why they would do it to Morozova, right? I totally but didn't to see, do it, see it coming that they did it also for her, like, the baby. To, but to chain the toddler up and throw her off a, mm-hmm. I was like, oh! <gasps> Like I, was, I know. Oh my god, I was just so mad at them. These fictional f- villagers, right? Exactly. Um, I, I agree completely. And then I was, of course, so mad at Bagra's mom. Like I just, I don't. As someone who one does not have children and two will never have super magical children, um, I can't. I cannot picture. Anything stopping me from loving my children, right? Mm -hmm. Like, certainly there are things that would really make me (laughs) disappointed in them. Like, you know, like, there's a lot of stuff that I would not condone. But I don't, there's nothing that they could do that would make me stop loving them, Mm -hmm. right? And so, like, just to listen to, like, and I just, and it just drives me crazy when you read about it in, like history, not so much the magic part of it, but like stuff happening in history, like uh, parents blaming bastard children for their parentage. Like they have no fucking control over it, and like it drives me crazy when you when I read about it or see it or whatever. And I'm like, she is a child. She did not ask for this. She did not like <laughs> choose this. Mm-hmm. Like, how on earth are you a grown ass person? <laughs> blaming this child for the power that she inherited from her crazy ass dad like <laughs> yep. you know like it just I was so mad at her mom like I just... <laughs> oh. oh yeah okay I guess that's I guess that's it but I was so mad at her mom that's fair, <sighs> that's fair. so are you ready to talk about Nikolai turning into this <sighs> I don't even know what he was turned into. And I totally didn't see it coming. It was so shocking to me. Uh, Yes. I even made a note because I was like, great, because they get attacked. And he cracks a joke. And I even made a note. And I was like, leave it to Nikolai to, like, crack a joke after being attacked. And then... And then just, like, just the way it was described, too. Like, how, like, he seemed okay at first. And then he was like, what the hell was that? And then he was, like, screaming and, like... Oh my god! And then I was, and then we didn't know if he was gonna be okay, and like, 
and then when he came back later and he recognized her and he put the ring on her hand and then he was like, trying to like have her heal him oh my god i just sobbed right cuz there's even that point after he first turns um and this actually probably should have been on one of my favorite quote parts but like um um Oh, yeah, his quick side note, his joke was, well, that was unexpected. (laughs) (laughs) Is that before he gets picked up by one of the... uh... No, he had been picked up. Oh, and then thrown back down. Right, right, right. And he goes, that was unexpected. And then she says, you're okay, it's okay. He goes, I appreciate your optimism. (laughs) And then the Darkling sends the little things and he's like, what was that? And he coughs and shudders and then, like, rips his shirt off and screams and, like... All of this. And, um, and, um, um, I just, oh my God, I was just like, I was so blindsided by that. Like, how did, while I try to find this quote, just like, how did, like, how did you feel I think that's a really great way to describe it because while we were warned by the Darkling that he, like, he did even say to Alina, like, I know so much about magic that you don't know that, like, we should have realized that there was going to be, like, a different display of power that we hadn't even seen before. Mm -hmm. Um, But I kind of just forgot that that happened until... He did that to Nikolai, and then I was like, oh, right, we were warned that there was still more that was coming that, like, we couldn't even fathom. Yeah. Um, Because we've had, you know, two and a half books, basically, at this point. And, yes, there was a big difference in the magic in the first book and the second book, or I guess I should say the powers, because it's the magic of... Merzost versus the small science, which they don't consider magic, but it's kind of, you know, a magical-esque thing in terms of, you know, fantasy for us humans. Um, So even though we did see that big difference between book one and book two, I still Mm -hmm. wasn't expecting to see another, like, drastic change in the use of the powers. So it just completely caught me off guard. Yeah. Even though we were warned that something like that was going to happen. Yeah. I just, so like I had already started crying, like as he was like changing Uh into all of this. And then the part that made me sob was, um, I'd warned Nikolai of the Darkling's vengeance, but even I couldn't have foreseen the elegance of this, the perfect cruelty. Nikolai had made a fool of the Darkling, and now the Darkling had taken my polished, brilliant, noble prince and made him into a monster. Death would have been too kind. And I was just like, (laughs) like, I just, oh my god, I just, if I hadn't really been done with him, I would have been so done with him (laughs) after that. Like, (laughs) thank god I was already super pissed Mm -hmm. off at the Darkling, because... Or else I would have gone in there and beat him up. I don't know. Like, 
clearly they're empty threats because he's a fictional character and I live in the real world. Um, but if we could pretend that they're real threats, then he should better watch his back. <laughs> but he's dead, so it's fine. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. It's all resolved. Um, oh, and then, like, it just, it, it's, it's interesting. So, so you were, you know, we had been warned and it still hit, like, blindsided me. But the thing that, even more than that, the thing that blindsided me is when she connected with the Darkling and he was at um, uh, Karam Zin. Karam Zim. Yeah. Karam Zin. Karam Zin. Wherever. However you pronounce it. Uh Right? He is back there. And then at the time, you, like... Like, he just says, I'm there. And I think that's, like, the end of the chapter, right? He's like, I'm at this place. And my first thought was, oh, he fucking murdered all the children. I was like, oh, great. Like, so that was a pleasant surprise when we find out that he didn't kill all the children. (laughs) Right? You're like, oh, my God, he is good after all. (laughs) Well, no. I was just just like, oh, interesting. He didn't actually kill all the children. Um, And then when they get into the fold and he's like, no, they're all safe eating like why would I kill Grisha children and I was like okay good point like I I kind of hated how logical he was about stuff too like I was because like it's moments like that where I'm like I don't want to be saying good point to right but like it's moments like that where you're like oh my god he's not a monster but then you're like no just because he did that doesn't mean it like it doesn't detract from any of the other actions that he's taken and the choices that he's Um, made yeah yeah um, that's very true. So, I have four notes in a row from my favorite part, and it the first note just says Mal, which is when she kills him, and then I write, "He's alive," <laughs> and then I wrote, "Wait, they all have magic," and then I wrote, "Oh my God, she killed the Darkling." <laughs> And they're just like one right after the other, all in capsule. Oh my letters. god, that's a great summary. I don't think <laughs> like, we even need to talk about it at all. Like it was just. Oh man. I I love because yet again this book right at the beginning you know she jumps right into the action I've loved that in all of these books but I also love that like it starts with action and I love the ebb and flow of it like it's it's very but I love that at the end it always comes to that big crescendo right like. Um, and this one was much more painful than some of the other ones. <laughs> no kidding. Um. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So, I want to back up just a second. Never. And just kidding. Um, talk about the fact that Mal is the third amplifier. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, because that, I... that, I don't. Yeah. I don't know what was more astounding Nikolai being turned into whatever he was turned into or Mal being the third amplifier and having to Mm. be killed um to have her gain that power yeah um but I think I'm pretty sure I mentioned this and I, I can't recall if you had recognized it or not in the last book, one of the times that Mal and Alina touched, it mentioned that there was, like, some kind of spark going yeah. on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then now we know 
because that happens again when he grabs her from falling and there's this like spark something between them and at first it's described that they both know what it is but as readers were left being like what just happened? What do you know? What does he know right. that you know that what what's happening? And then, you know, mm-hmm. what sentences later, it's then right. We are told that he is yeah, the, he's amplifier, the amplifier and that's why he yeah. can track the way he it can and why they're, you know, one of the reasons they're drawn together and how yeah. they found the other amplifiers together and all this stuff. And, you know, things kind of once you know what you know you're like oh and Mm -hmm. can see so many things from earlier in the books that you know have a slightly different perspective now um but yeah totally didn't see that coming either so for me the more shocking thing was what happened to Nikolai because of the seed that you had planted in the last book about like I had I had already thought that there was more to Mal than what we were seeing. Mm-hmm. But you were really the one, for me at least, who planted the seed of maybe it is some sort of magic or something like that, mm-hmm. right? Um and then of course at the beginning of the book with the beetle, like that really cemented that for me as well. Mm-hmm. Um now of course I was still totally shocked that he was the amplifier. But then immediately my head went into, um, because she was getting so much power, even just when he was wrapping his hand around her wrist, I immediately went into, they're going to figure out something along the lines of like, yes, she's powerful if she kills them, but like if she would have left them alive, she would have been even more powerful, right? I know. I was, I was really trying to, to think of different ways where he could still be the amplifier without having to die. Like, oh, right. if he could just, like, if they could just hold hands while they go off to battle, like, it'll be fine. Right, exactly. Or, like, maybe they need to sleep together. <laughs> or, like, you know, just, like, going back to, what was it? Uh, A Court of Thorns and Roses, the magic the cal and my magic i was like yes we can translate this into this you know russian based um book thing that's totally not related at all Mm -hmm. um yes but like i (laughs) that's hilarious but like i immediately went into problem solving mode or like she's gonna figure out that yeah she that they just need to hold hands i didn't think of anything about them having sex but that's hilarious um And I, so then the thing that blindsided me a little bit more, not more, but blindsided me was the fact that she actually Actually did have to kill him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, uh, oh, I missed one little note that I snuck in here. Um, just... Oh my god, I love this part so much. I can I tell you, I, um, I think I got I've gotten teary eyed in the other few books, but I don't really think. I can't really rem- remember crying in the other books. Okay, but this motherfucking book made up 
for the other two. I cried so much during this book. And I think it's because we're really sinking into the characters, right? Like, Mm -hmm. we're getting more personality from Alina because she's with people her own age. She's feeling more accepted. We get to see her, Mm -hmm. like, really blossoming. Like, um, you know, she's got friends. She's got that support system, you know. like, And, of course, she always had Mal, but, like, She's really mm-hmm. got her people now. Yeah. And so I think that was part of it, too. And then, of course, all the other people that we had met and were just learning more and falling more in love with and <laughs> Nikolai. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, I um, it's it's this part right after Genya confronts the king and queen and um they're sort of talking and um, she like everybody's trying to like talk to her and she's like, I don't want your pity. I don't want it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, she's, you know, having a reaction to it and David tries to help her. Um, and, and he, he says that beautiful thing where he's like, I don't understand half of what goes on around me. I don't get jokes or sunsets or poetry, but I know metal and he's like, beauty was your armor, armor, fragile, blah, blah, blah. But what's inside you, that's steel and bright. Like, and I just fucking lost it. Like, I, because <laughs> of course, like, I just, and then they kissed and I was just done. Like, I, <laughs> like, I was just, oh my God, it was just so beautiful. And like, I loved these little snippets of either humor or romance, whether it was, hinted at between Nikolai and Alina or the Darkling and Alina or the more actual romance between Mal and Alina. Like, I just loved all of these little human snippets throughout Mm -hmm. the, like, big horrifying, is she going to be fucking dead at the end of this book feelings that I was having. Right. Um, And I think that, too, like, these little snippets... And with the, (laughs) I was so sure she was going to die at the end of this book. I think that's also partially why they were so much more emotional for me because I was like, she's going to miss this. She's going to lose this. She's going to be dead. And then of course, (laughs) thank God she wasn't. But like, um, yeah, yeah. Um, that makes sense. That little part, that whole part. Where she, oh my god, that whole, we didn't even talk about that. The whole part where Sergei, okay, I'm going to, do you think he accidentally let her name slip? Or do you think he actually, like, he did it on purpose? Because remember, after he comes back with the Darkling? I have no idea. I don't either. I don't think I have a definitive feeling about it. Yeah, I don't know. I can hope that it was an accident, but... I I think if it wasn't an accident, he just was, like, so far out of it, so far gone. Right. That, like, it wasn't like he was... There was malicious intent behind it or that he had been following the Darkling the entire time. No, I think okay. he was, like on Alina's side and he was just broken. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's the, right? That's the, what men, what do men do with their suffering Mm -hmm. thing, right? That's what Bagra was, I mean, before we find out that he 
either betrayed them or was captured and then betrayed them. Like, mm-hmm. who knows what happened there. But before he comes back and then gets ripped apart, like, oh. holy freaking shirt balls. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, Good job. Yeah, but just, I loved that Genya got that closure. Like, mm-hmm. I was you know, very surprised by that. Um, and how really? Nikolai reacted. Oh. And how he was just, like, very much, like, just because you're king, like, we, like, these allegations are enough for us to have this, like, swift decision-making process, like, mm. bam, done. Like, I was yeah. like, whoa, this is not how this works in the real world. Like, right. I was very... I take it. I had that. It. I had that same feeling. Like this is not how it happens in the real world, but I think that's sort of what's so magical, ma- magical, magical about Nikolai. Right? Is that he's different. He's not just a continuation of the monarch. I mean, he is a continuation of the monarchy, but he's he's the change that Rav. Ravka has needed, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's the, um, he's what's going to bring them together, you know? Yeah. Like, um, so, yeah. I have just one last note. Um, what about you? I don't have any. We've talked about all of mine. Okay. My last note is back, is in the after part when it talks about the, um, the Grisha that come to visit uh-huh. and that at the, at one of their visits, the one with the black hair hands her a blue cap kefta with the note that says she'd always, oh, shit, I'm going to start crying again. Ah! <laughs> that she'd always be one of them. Uh-huh. And oh, shit. <laughs> for me, the fact that it was Zoya who was the one who gave it to her mm-hmm. was just like even more proof that she will always be one of them, right? Because if even Zoya can like acknowledge that, like, oh my God, it just like, <sighs> and of course, also as I'm sitting there worried that like these visits are going to be less frequent or they're going to all going to stop seeing each other. Like, I love your idea more that it's going to just keep happening. Like, mm-hmm. I like that a lot more. Me too. But like when I was sitting with it, like, is this going to be the end of like, right? Like right. I was just, but I was just like, oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. I just lost it. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I guess I do actually want to talk about the ending a little bit because. Okay. I didn't even see that as a possibility. Like, I thought for sure that she was going to rule Ravka and something was... I don't know what was going to happen to Mal, but I did not mm-hmm. see... Well, first of all, didn't see either of them losing their powers so that they were just, like, normal humans again. Yeah. But them going back and running the orphanage and running it their way and just mm-hmm. creating their own family there Mm -hmm. um and getting married and being together i was like Mm -hmm. this just feels right like this oh my god this is what was so right to be like 
yes, she could have been a good ruler. Yes, he is an amazing leader. And they could have made a huge difference in the world. But again, they already made a huge difference yeah, in the that's, world. Yeah, that's that's very true. But like I, they'd already they've done their part. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, and it's in it. Go ahead. Oh yeah, just the like one of my favorite quotes was saying that like this was the you know the ordinary life, if love could be called that, right? Like yeah. this was what they were meant for for yeah them absolutely and it's interesting because of course in case no one has figured this out yet ellen's in love with nikolai okay i'll put it out there (laughs) um and i did have a moment where i was a little bit sad I guess is the better word because I wasn't angry because like I I like Mal a lot I was super frustrated with him in the second book most of that frustration was happening a little bit in this in this book but all of these moments of them reconnecting was helping me mm-hmm. to move past it because um, he was kind of a royal dick in the second book <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so I of course had a moment where I was like well I, I really would have wanted her to end up with Nikolai just because I like him more but Mal is clearly the right choice for her to have ended up with especially with they have this that matching sense of something lost with his like losing that part of him that was the amplifier with her losing her power like I just um clearly it was the right choice yeah I mean I was open to the possibility of her and Nikolai in the second book, though I was still, like, preferred her and Mal. But Mm -hmm. in this book, you really see that she's still hung up on Mal. Oh, yeah. Like, there was the possibility in the second book that, like, something could have happened between her and Nikolai in this book. But that's not how it was written. That's not what happened. Oh, for sure. Like, there was no spark between the two of them. Like, it just wasn't. Yeah. absolutely you know oh yeah i knew i knew very early in this book that she was going to end up with mal and i'm totally fine i'm i'm totally mostly fine with it no (laughs) um i just hope that that means that there's something better out there for nikolai because i just want everybody to be happy um so yeah i think that's that's that join us next week for our series wrap of the shadow and bone series um and if you want to find us on social media we're on twitter at upm pod official we're on instagram at uniquely portable magic podcast and you can email us at uniquely portable magic podcast at gmail.com uh we look forward to seeing you all next week bye